Come on, give him praise. God, we magnify you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Somebody shout glory. Amen. Turn and give somebody a high five. Good Lord. Amen. You be seated if you can. Look at somebody tell them, wow. It's totally up to you if you guys want. Give the worship team. Oh, my God. I'm telling you, this guy's been amazing all week. Amen. Has it not been amazing? All week. Everybody say all week. You know what I've seen this week? I've seen people in revival. And I've seen people who ain't. You know, I've seen people in revival, and I've seen some not so much. And really, it comes down. Thanks, bro. You're awesome. Give him a hand as he leaves the platform. He's <laughs> an intern. <laughs> you know, it comes down to the way you see things. Your ability to, your ability to recognize what's taking place. See, uh, I've, I've lived a life in this environment. And I've got to tell you something. Uh, there, you know, tonight, just again, I, I got a word for you, and then we're, we're going to pray, and we're going to press back in, and there's going to be prophecies. And there, there were people here last night waiting for like an hour, and it, it got to a point that I just stepped up and said, guess what? <laughs> for the sake of our guest, we have to say, we're done, lest you all drain the life right out of him, and he actually need reviving. And, uh, and so he's fired up and rested up, and he's going to, he's, you know, we're just, we're pressing in. But uh, I just wanted to talk for a couple of minutes about, uh, okay, what, what, what's next? What, this is the revival season, but what do we do? Where, where do you take it from here? Look, look at your neighbor and say, what you going to do with what you got? Look the other way. Say, what you going to do with what you got? Uh, Deuteronomy 1.6, and I want to read it from the NIV. It says, uh, in Deuteronomy, it said, the Lord God said to us at Mount Horeb, you've stayed here long enough. You know, and some of you guys need to realize that God's been working in, in an amazing way in just the last few days. The, the Spirit of God has been uh, opening doors and that no one can shut, and He's been preparing a way like nobody else could prepare just to, just to bring you a message. Hey, you've lived like you've been living. You live that way long enough. Long enough. Long, long enough. Matter of fact, I, I just want to hang here for just a second. It just is long enough. Okay, e enough is enough. Okay, enough half-heartedness, that ends. Huh? Enough complacency, enough is enough. I'm, I'm done being complacent. Uh, I'm, I'm done being comfortable. I'm done being satisfied. I'm done, no, you know what? I've lived that life long enough, and now God's done a work in me and around me and through me, and I am gonna do what the next verse says, break camp in advance. Hello, somebody. It's supposed to just be break camp in advance. That's all that's supposed to be on the screen. Break camp in advance. Okay? Break camp in advance. This is what you need to do tonight. You need to break camp in advance. Okay? I said you need to break camp 
in advance. You have this golden opportunity to step into the life that, that, that God's actually called you to. You have, you have this opportunity to move away from your perceived identity into your true identity. You have this opportunity to say, I'm done being messed with by, uh, by a projected identity. I, I'm tired of living like a fake because you know what? At the end of the day, when I go home, I know that's not really who I am. I need to be who God's called me to be. And he's opened the door for me to do it, so I'm going to break camp, and I'm going to advance. I'm breaking camp. Look at somebody tell them, I'm breaking camp. You know, the problem, when you, when you actually break loose, and, and, and see, you do realize that, that everybody has three identities, right? The, you, there's a perceived identity, there's the projected identity, and then there's a true identity. And your perceived identity, that's what you think everybody's thinking about you. And I just want to clarify real quick, not everybody's actually thinking about you. Okay, let's just get that one dealt with right up front. Not everybody is thinking about you. Just tap your neighbor and tell them you're going to be all right. Then there's your, you know, your projected identity, and that, that's who you want everybody to think you are. And usually we want them to think that we're somebody else because we're so uncomfortable with who we are. We're so embarrassed because, you know, and really, if we could just be real for just a minute, it really hinges back, it really falls back to the point that um, we're not who we know we could be. I know I could be better, but it's human nature to not, like, say that. It's human nature to justify why I'm not. See, it's easier to justify and compare myself than to be justified and elevate myself. And, and, and the enemy doesn't want you to see who you are. He wants you to see who you think you are. Because you think you are who you are based upon where you've been and what you've done. But you are who you are because of who he is. Because see, I have crucified the flesh with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, but it's not I that live, but it's Christ that lives through me. I now live the life. I now live the life. I'm now living the life. I'm not who I used to be. Uh, you know, uh, everybody in the room, and you know, and you, we don't care whether you agree or not because it's still the truth. Everybody in the room has had some stuff. And, and what we end up doing is instead of living in revival, we live in, in a rut. And, and the rut is just a habitual, usually dull way of life. Your friends constantly telling you, don't worry about it, that's cool. You know, because if you have some problems and you have some issues and you get real and you have a, a moment that you're going to have uh, accountability and you say, man, this is what's going on in my life. And they're thinking, thank God that's going on in your life because you ought to hear what's actually going on in my life. So don't worry about it, dude, it's cool. You're cool. You're cool. You're cool. And, well, have you ever looked up the definition of the word cool? Look at somebody and tell them, hey, you're cool. It's not so hot. You are not so hot. When you are cool, you are not so hot. But, see, God wants you hot. 
right? God, God, God wants you to walk in, in, in your true identity because he, you, when he had a dream about the future and he saw where you were going to fit and he made you the way he made you and he empowered you, ordained you, so he empowered you to fulfill his dream, he knows all about you. He knows all the, all the shortcomings. He knows everything. But see, that doesn't intimidate God because God still knows that his purpose and his dream uh, Man, you, when he preached the other night that you are his potential. You are God's potential. See, because you, you've been empowered by God to fulfill his dream. That's why hell's fighting you. Because you have the potential to fulfill the dream of God. But see, when you see yourself, and in, 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 in the wrong way, and remember, uh, you know, uh, was it First or Second Samuel and, and uh, Nahash, the Ammonite, comes up and, he, and uh, they're coming up against these guys and, and uh, uh, the other dude with the weird name says, uh, you know, oh my God, we're in deep trouble, we're in deep yogurt. And he says, uh, uh, let, us make, let us make a deal with you because rather, rather than know who we are, because we, I'm a child of God. I'm a child of God. I don't have to make no deal with no devil. I don't have to make no deal with no enemy. I don't have to surrender to no authority because God's given me authority over all the power of the enemy. But they said, he said, you know, man, just let us make this deal with you so that we can survive. And he said, well, here's the deal that we're going to make with you is that we will let you serve us. But if we do it, we're going to pluck out your right eye. Remember? Everybody's losing their right eye. And the thing that blows my mind is that they needed seven days to think about this. But see, we've been in revival seven days. And some of you have been thinking about it seven days. Am I going to just live the satisfied life? No, you've got to get dissatisfied. I said you've got to get dissatisfied, which will give birth to a devotion that will eat away at all those other devotions. You, 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 you've sat and thought, thought about it seven days. Am I, am I going to make the deal with the devil or am I am going to live like a child of God? And you're kind of running, you know, you're running because you see your faults and you see your failures and you see your mishaps and you see your weaknesses and you see the places that you ain't good enough and you don't understand how God could ever use you to fulfill his dream. And so you're running from it and God's relentless. Look at somebody say, God is relentless. Because he's after you. Man, he's still chasing you tonight. He still said, come on. Come on, let, let me infuse you with strength. Let, let me change your life forever. Let me bring you revival. And see, in a season of revival, people step out from their former lifestyle into a brand new level of life. You're stepping out of your formal former lifestyle and stepping into a brand new level of life. But the old you, you know, remember when, when the church you makes a commitment that the, that the work you has no intention of fulfilling. When, when the revived you makes, a, a, you know, a presses for something that the, that the dead you doesn't want to reach for, we're going to find out who's in charge here real quick. And the deal is, is that in a season of revival, you're being called out of an old lifestyle. Man, I'm telling you, before you leave here tonight, 
Some of you are going to make a decision and you ain't ever looking back again. You're, you're, you're going to break camp and you're going to advance. And you're not going to be the same guy, the same gal you were when you showed up last week or even tonight. It's going to be radically different. But let me tell you something. Even people around you are going to be drawn on the old you. And I ain't talking about the worldly people. I'm talking about church folk. Because we, we, we all so used to who we are. No, that's who you were pretending to be. That's that, that's that image that you were projecting yourself to be. But God is wanting you to see, he's wanting you to see, have a much more clear vision, a, a clear picture of really who you are. How many of you guys have watched uh, like The Lion King? My God, I wish I had had money in that. You know, everybody's watched The Lion King and, 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 and uh, uh, only I, I listened to it. I didn't actually watch it. I just listened to it because it played in the house several times. But uh, one, wasn't, what was the little guy's name? Simba. Simba, you know, and Simba thinks he's killed his daddy, right? Whose name was? <laughs> People know this better than they know the Bible. <laughs> That's funny. Mufasa! <laughs> it's like they're speaking in tongues or something, too, you know. Mufasa, Mufasa. Okay. Mufasa, he's dead. Simba, he's running. What's the monkey's name? Huh? Rafiki. And Rafiki's trying to chase him down to bring, to bring some wisdom to him. And because he doesn't, he, you know, because, see, Simba's missing his opportunity to step into his true identity. His tribe needs him. He needs his, he, his tribe needs his leadership. Your tribe needs your leadership. And see, you don't see yourself right because you made a deal with the enemy and he plucked out your right eye so you don't see stuff right. So you don't see yourself right. But part of revival is, well, God begins to restore your sight. And all of a sudden, you have the ability to see yourself right again. And remember when, what's the monkey's name? Rofiki. Rofiki. You know, and he's chased down. He finally catches up with Simba. But you know, it's been a long time. Catches up with Simba. Simba's sitting there looking, looking in the water. And, and Rafiki, Rafiki says, what do you see? I've heard it. What do you see? It's almost like there's a little monkey in the room tonight chasing you down. What do you see? And Simba's you know, looking in the water, he sees this reflection, and he starts making all of these negative confessions. And Rafiki has this stick thing. He stirs the water. What do you see? And he looks again. And in the, in the rippling of the water, Simba sees Mufasa. He sees his father. Because, see, you were made in his image and his likeness, and you are the reflection of him. 
And here's why hell's fighting you. Because hell doesn't see your projected image. You have an enemy that's not psyched out by who you're trying to be. But he is freaked out by who you're called to be. Write that down. I need to add that to my notes. Your enemy, he is not, he is not impressed with who you hope to be. But he is intimidated by who you've been empowered to be. What do you see? Let me tell you what I see. I see it's time to break camp and advance. I see it's time to press in and be who God's called you to be. I see it's time to, to place a period and say, you know what, that past, that's my past. Can't do much about my past. I cannot alter my past. I can only take my past to the altar. Okay, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to carry that down there. But I'm not living as a, as a servant to fear anymore. I'm not going to be afraid to be who God's called me to be. Because he's, he has empowered me and anointed me, and he has called me, and he will equip me. But he has called me to be who he's called me to be. And I'm going to be the reflection of my Father on the face of this planet today. And I'm never going to go back and be some defeated, loser, half-hearted, jack-wagon believer. I am not going to be the Christianette that listens to the sermonette, hoping they'll put it on a cassette so I can drive down the street in my Chevette and complain and think that all God's power is just to, to, to help me make it through one more day. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. I'm going to humiliate hell. See, I don't want to be a Christian that hell could care less about. See, that's what a season of revival will do to you. It'll confront you with the opportunity to step out of an old lifestyle and never look back. Don't you think it's crazy that people are pouring their alcohol down the drink? Nobody, nobody preached, thou shalt not drink booze. Don't you think it's weird that people are, you know, throwing away their nicotine? And it, Dude, they're contacting me on Facebook and saying, just keep praying for me. I have so many days I haven't touched it. Which, by the way, you do, you know, it... You do understand that this, this, the Holy Spirit's dealing with people. We are not, I just want to reiterate, we're not, I don't ever want to tell people do this and don't do that. Don't do that because, you know, I could care less. You want to, you want to smoke a cigarette, I'll light it for you. I wish I had a cool lighter. You know, I'm not preaching against smoking. I just think that you ought to be free. I just think you, I just think you need to be free. Don't you think it's weird that people are, people are, are, you know, by the power of the Holy Spirit, by leading the Spirit, they, they've, they've come to a place this week where they confronted things in their life, attitudes, attitude. You have no idea how many people have said, man, during service, I saw someone and realized I had been bitten by a viper. They're here? It's funny because that's what they were thinking when they saw you here. 
You have this door of opportunity. I think the Bible puts it this way, that there is a great and effectual door of opportunity open unto me. And there are many adversaries. That's King James. There's a great and effectual door of opportunity open unto me, and there are many adversaries. In the King James Bible, the words there and are are in italics, which means that they're not in the original text, which means that it really reads this way. There's a great and effectual door open unto me, and adversaries, many adversaries. Not only do I see this door of opportunity, but so does my enemy. There's a door of opportunity open unto me, but hell sees it too. And there's going to be people that are going to try to, to pull you back. You know, you cross the threshold, and they're going to try to draw you back. There's going, to, there's going to be forces that are going to try to come against you and push you back because you stepped across, and it's going to try to push you back. But I'm going to tell you something. You'll never, you'll never, you'll never have the ability to stay on the right side of the threshold if you haven't decided this is how I'm going to live now. I am a child of God. I'm going to be his son. You're going to see his reflection in me now. And you know what's weird is you're not going to see the reflection that you think you should see. You're going to see the reflection he's created me to be. And I'm going to live this life. I mean, this has just got to be a determination. You know what I'm doing tonight? It's got to be a determination. It's got to be that this is the thing that, 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 that uh, I'm going to use all my might and all my strength and all my, all my resources to do for God because, you know what, uh, this is the way I'm going to honor God. I'm going to take my everyday ordinary life and I'm going to live it as if it's worship to him. I'm not going to make decisions based upon what's best for me. My decisions are going to be based upon what's best for the fulfillment of his dream. I'm, I'm going to press forward. I'm going to break camp, and I'm going to advance. And I'm never going back. And I'm never going back. I'm never going back. You hear me, Big John? Come here, buddy. Because God's, God's going to do something. We need about seven catchers. God's going to do something in Big John because all week long God's been stirring. You're a child of God. You're a child of God, and there's a call on your life. There's a call on your life, and there's been ministry inside of you forever. And isn't it, isn't it crazy that every day when you go to work, you feel like you're betraying the call? Because the enemy wants to, he, he doesn't want you to see that God's, God's using you even where you are. But man, I'm telling you, I don't, I don't know if God's changing your occupation, but I know this much. He's going to change your sight. He's going to give you the ability to see it right because you are a child of God. My God. <laughs> My God. Just everybody, just stand up on your feet. Just reach your hands out here. Father, right now, in the name of Jesus. We're breaking camp tonight. And we're on the advance. <clears throat> Heal my brothers. Give him sight, God. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Thank you for freedom. Thank you for liberty. My God.
In the name of Jesus, be set free.